Hey everybody, it's Eugene Driscoll of valleyindie.org. Welcome to Naval Gazing, the Valley Indies weekly talk show podcast. Welcome to our listeners in New Haven. If you're listening Monday afternoon on 103.5 WNHH, that's New Haven's community radio station. And hello to all our listeners on valleyindie.org, iTunes, SoundCloud, Libsyn, YouTube, Facebook, the Twitter, whatever. Today, our guest is David Morgan. He is the CEO and president of Team Inc. on Elizabeth Street in the city of Derby. That is a community action agency. They do all sorts of things to help low-income residents in the lower Naugatuck Valley. They are worried. Team Inc. is worried because on the 16th, the Trump administration unveiled a spending plan that increases spending on defense, Veterans Affairs, and Homeland Security to the tune of about $59.5 billion, according to Fox News. Along with that increase in spending comes deep cuts to education, to the State Department, to Health and Human Services, to the EPA, to HUD. And one of the programs, one of the many programs to be potentially affected if this budget or spending plan was adopted as is, is Meals on Wheels, along with home heating aid. Basically, everything Team Inc. does. So we wanted to have David on to talk about what this spending plan could do to Team Inc. and the people it serves in the Naugatuck Valley. And I guess I'm going to shut up now. I had planned to wax nostalgic about uh, what it means to be Irish on St. Patrick's Day as the son of an Irish Catholic police officer from the Bronx. But you know what? I think mean being Irish means helping the little guy and... I think that's what Team Inc. does. So here's David Morgan. But wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm messing up here. Before I get to Mr. Morgan of Team Inc. and Derby, I want to play a quick clip from last week's press conference where Trump's budget guru was talking about what this budget means for the country. And in this clip, he's asked about Meals on Wheels. Here we go. Community development block grants aren't exclusively about housing. They support a variety of different programs, including in part Meals on Wheels that affects a lot of Americans. In Austin, Texas today, one organization there that delivers those meals to thousands of elderly says that those citizens will no longer be able to be provided those meals in those communities. So what do you say to those Americans who are ultimately losing out, not on housing, but on other things that are taken out right. of this budget? And as you know, or I think you know, that Meals on Wheels is not a federal program. It's part of that community, that CDBGs, the block grants that we give to the states. And what and, and have been many states make the decision to use that money on Meals on Wheels. Here's what I can tell you about CDBGs, because that's what we fund, right? Is that we spent $150 billion on those programs since the 1970s. These are these the, the, the CDBGs have been identified as programs since I believe the first, actually the second Bush administration, as ones that were just not showing any results. That we can't do that anymore. We we can't spend money because on programs just because they sound good and great. Meals on Wheels sounds great. Again, that's a state decision to fund that particular portion to it to take the, the federal money and give it to the states and say, look, we want to give you money for programs that don't work. I can't defend that anymore. We cannot defend that anymore. We're $20 trillion in debt. We're going to spend money. We're going to spend a lot of money, but we're not going to spend it on programs that cannot show that they actually deliver the promises that we've made to people. So you're talking about programs that do work or don't work. There's a program called The Shine that's in Pennsylvania, rural counties of Pennsylvania that provides after-school educational programs 
for individuals in those areas, which so, just so happens to be the state that helped propel President Trump mm -hmm. uh, to the White House. I'm curious what you say to those Americans in a community where they tell me today that 800 individuals will no longer, children who need it most, will no longer be provided in those most needy of communities the educational care they need. I'm not familiar. Y'all are an advantage over me because I have to memorize all 4,000 line yeah, items. So let's talk about after school programs generally. They're supposed to be educational programs, right? I mean, that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to help kids who can't, who don't get fed at home, get fed so they do better in school. Guess what? There's no demonstrable evidence they're actually doing that. There's no demonstrable evidence they're actually helping results, they're helping kids do better in school, which is what, when we took your money from you to say, look, we're going to go spend on an after-school program, the way we justified it was, these programs are going to help these kids do better in school and get better jobs. And clear, we can't that prove no that that's happening. We're, to be clear, we're saying, the administration with this budget is saying that no after-school programs out there are doing their job in helping educate these children. No, but I don't, I, and again, I, now you're asking me a question I don't know the answer to, but I don't believe we cut all the funding for those types of things. Okay. There you go. Here's David Morgan from Team Inc. Thanks. All right, so on the line, we have David Morgan, the CEO and president of Team Inc. in Derby. David, thanks so much for taking a couple of minutes today. Oh, yes. Thanks so much for having me. So yesterday, uh, Donald Trump's administration uh, gave a look at his uh, budget blueprint. It's still early in the budget process, the federal budget process. More information comes in May and, and, and during the summer. But one of the major stories coming out of the uh, press conference yesterday was the impact this can have on social services uh, Meals on Wheels specifically. Uh, then the CT Mirror also had a story about what this uh, new budget could mean for home heating assistance. Basically, it seemed to me everything that Team Inc. does in the lower Naugatuck Valley. So before I get too into it, just briefly explain to our listeners what Team does in the area. Sure. So, so Team, we're a not-for-profit human services agency uh, serving the Greater Valley region. Uh, in the last year, in each year, we serve a little over 6,000 households. That includes about 14,000 individuals and families from those households. Uh, we are the regional safety net in the Valley. Uh, our core services, they look to address uh, limited income households and complexities related to poverty uh, via an array of human services initiatives, including elderly services and early childhood. Uh, many know, know of us in our recent work with the regional Toys for Kids effort, as well as our year-round ongoing uh, case management, social services programs, Head Start, elderly services, Meals on Wheels, home heating energy assistance, maternal health, nutrition assistance, uh, the regional diaper bank, and other two-generational uh, early childhood efforts that we do. So what was the reaction in the office yesterday, and what's been the reaction, I guess, in the, in the nonprofit world to yesterday's uh, news reports? It's, we're, we're, living in the, we're living in this time where it's almost hard to gauge public opinion uh, because everybody's crazy. Uh, you know, Meals on Wheels is going away, or, or that's a lie, or what was, how are you dealing with this, and, and what was the reaction yesterday? No, yeah, great question. Um, there's a lot of shock and awe. There's a lot of uh, stress and uncertainty. Uh, needless to say, my, my phone and my emails have been going off nonstop um, since the, uh, the president's budget proposal. 
Um, and again, as you said at the beginning, it's a very good point that you stated. It, this, this is the first step in a very lengthy and elaborate uh, budget process. Uh, so again, this is President Trump's uh, blueprint. And, um, you know, it's non-binding. It's, it's, it's essentially the administration's uh, wish list or uh, uh, funding priorities. And so um, ultimately, Congress makes all of the final decisions in the annual appropriation. So we do have a long road ahead uh, before we have a, a finality on it. But uh, make no mistake, there's a lot of uh, stress and concern around this. Uh, the things as far as uh, the direct impact to team and the communities we serve, uh, you mentioned Meals on Wheels. Um, when you look at a lot of the uh, the majority of the senior uh, nutrition programs that are um, funded uh, through the Older Americans Act and under the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, um, that includes um, the Older American Act, it includes the Meals on Wheels program, uh, the President's proposal includes an 18% cut to that area. So we're still trying to scrutinize and understand what that impact is going to be. But when you look at a 18% Cut, it's difficult to imagine a scenario that will be free of harm to our senior and elderly population. And uh, what makes it uh, so, more, so much more puzzling is when you look at the senior population across the country, it's growing exponentially more than any other group. And when you look right here in the valley, uh, you know, we're projected based on our, our trends here, and the data is clear, is that one in four residents in the valley by 2025 will be a senior. So it, we're an aging region, and so the gap between those in need and those being served through the Older Americans Act um, that he uh, in his budget has cut, um, it's just going to continue to grow. The need's going to, and the wait list is going to continue to grow um, regarding now, meals. Is it definitely, David, are you still there? Yes. Okay, sorry, I thought I lost you for a second. Is it the Older Americans Act that uh, he specifically cut? I thought I had read something saying uh, that's he hasn't decided on that or that's coming. Is that definitely what was uh, slashed? Yeah, absolutely. So when you look at his blueprint, again, it's it's over 60 pages, but when you look at the blueprint, um, there, there's there's clear investment in defense programs that are, and then those are made possible through deep cuts to the non-defense discretionary programs, which includes the Older Americans Act, um, as well as some other health and human services, as well as Office of Community Services programs um, that equates to the direct work that team does. Uh, so when you also look at um, not just a cut to um, potential cut to the Meals on Wheels, but when you look at energy assistance, um, his budget calls for a total elimination of what they you will see in there. They call it uh, which LIHEAP, which is an acronym for Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program. His blueprint calls for an absolute elimination of that. Um, many residents in the Valley will recognize that the, the trademark name of that is Energy Assistance. And again, team, uh, you know, we see three to 4,000 households every year. We work with hundreds of fuel vendors who deliver home heating oil and gas and other energy um, to our most vulnerable populations. 71% of the people who access Team's Energy Assistance Program includes a household that is either has someone who's disabled, is elderly, or has a young child between the ages of birth to five. Um, so his blueprint calls for eliminating that completely. And what's going to happen there? What are the talks? I know it's it's early again, but have you even had a, a chance to absorb that? And have you seen anything like this proposed uh, before? 
in, in all your years in social services? No, this is unprecedented. To eliminate um, LIHEAP, uh, energy assistance, this is unprecedented. Uh, I nor my predecessor have, have ever seen anything like this. And, and, and again, this is, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a critical resource when you look at, um, you know, home heating assistance. And again, the assistance um, is just um, a very partial um, way to help limited income, disabled, isolated uh, seniors in their household. The assistance is in the neighbor uh, amounts to between four to five hundred dollars per household, um, which doesn't even co cover the cost of a, of a normal-sized oil tank. So again, it is just something to help immediate challenges within a household when, when they're faced with difficult decisions of food on the table, keeping the lights on. And then just uh, going back to Meals on Wheels, I looked up an old story um, on the Valley Indy where we had said uh, about 360, I think, uh, seniors were, were participating in that program locally. Do you, do you know, is that a, still an accurate number? Has it grown uh, in the last couple of years? Yeah, so last year we served 359 seniors. Okay. We delivered daily about 200 a day throughout the Valley region. We delivered about 50,000 meals. And so it's not only the nutrition, but it's also the daily wellness check. These are frail, homebound, isolated elderly throughout the, the region. And uh, just a couple of months ago, actually it was in October, we had a Seymour resident who, would, who did not answer the door. And uh, she's fine now. I, I don't want to concern you with the story, but when, when the team uh, staff came in, um, because they, did, they didn't answer the door, we have a care plan and emergency response protocol where we work with the neighbors with access. We go in and we found out the senior um, had had a, a light stroke and was unconscious in her bathroom. And so it, it, it always reminds us the power of uh, it's more than the meal, it's more than the nutrition, it's also the wellness check. Um, and to be able to call the daughter who's at work and, and have the daughter be at, at, at the hospital waiting for mom to come in on the ambulance is an example of that really embodies of, you know, a lot of the guiding uh, principles of what the Older Americans Act is set out to do. It is truly there to, to help our most vulnerable residents. And then you had mentioned early about our, earlier about our expanding senior population, which is very true in the Naugatuck Valley like it is across the country, probably even more true in Ansonia and Derby, which are already uh, older than, than some of the other towns. There's that Valley Community Foundation report that came out uh, last year, I believe, or last spring, that yeah. showed us that yeah we're going to have more and more seniors. I'm wondering how many uh, is the is the uh, percentage of seniors that are low income or that are on uh, federal as assistance or qualify for Meals on Wheels. Is that expected to grow too? It is. When you look at you know without getting too deep into the um, complexities of you know the loss of wealth and the loss of assets, but as as, as you age and, and and you find yourself in isolation. Um, and you lose those around you, um, you, and you're also trying to take care of your own health and wellness and the complexities of health insurance and maintaining your residence. And, uh, and that report is very, there's a whole section dedicated in that. It's the 2016 Valley Community Index, and it's online at VCF, at the Valley Community Foundation website. And it talks um, to this very point. 90% of us uh, seniors want to 
remain and age in place. They want to age within their home, within their community. And you look at the challenges uh, around um, bathing and, 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 and self-help skills and activity, uh, daily activities of, of live, activities of daily living, um, those challenges increase. And then, yes, to, to answer your question, um, the health care and the costs um, continues to deplete um, their wealth and mm-hmm. their assets they have. So um, many are extremely limited income, as well as being homebound and, and isolated. And then in terms of, and this question may be uh, esoteric, so just like bear with me, but one thing that I've just noticed in the past 14 hours, uh, we just started to post some of this information. I put a post on our Facebook page because uh, I saw Meals on Wheels and thought, oh, that's a program people know about locally. Yeah. Uh, but, but you, we the, we kind of we, we got accused of being liars right, right away for simply posting the information, not even taking a position on it, just simply posting to to a prepared statement. Uh, and there seems to be there are certain talking points that 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 come up uh, when the the Trump administration proposal is uh, criticized in any way. And one of that that comes up right away is that well, this is not targeting Meals on Wheels. This is targeting waste because these community development block grants are just pork and that the money is not administered in the right way and that I guess uh, you know somewhere someone is getting fat uh, off this money. How do you navigate as you're the CEO of Team Inc. trying to help people, how do you navigate these political waters to uh, bring attention to the real need you have here in places like Derby and Ansonia, when there's so many landmines, when even this discussion, uh, people throw uh, grenades at each other, verbally at least? That's a, that's a very deep question. It's a very good uh, question, Eugene. Um, you know, when you, when you look back at, you know, the presidential campaign, it was a very corrosive campaign uh, uh, from all entities, um, the, the atmosphere of the election. Uh, fast forward to this budget proposal, it is tone deaf to everybody, including um, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. It is tone deaf to people whom elected President Trump and to every community in our region. Uh, it, it, it's, it's hard to understand how do you, how does, you know, and the theme is make America strong when you look at the blueprint, the 60 page blueprint, but it's hard to understand how does making thousands of seniors and disabled people and disadvantaged families, uh, whether they're limited income or fall, who have fallen on unemployment, you know, how does making all of those, those people choose between heating and eating, um, by striking, you know, these services like LIHEAP and Meals on Wheels and Community Services Block Grant, how does that make us strong again? Um, everybody's scratching their head today. This is not a um, a, 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 a partisan, bipartisan well, issue. Let me ask you, do, do you think, because uh, one of the things that people are saying is that, well, there's waste in the system. Do you see waste uh, when you look, uh, when, the, when, the, when the money comes flowing down to you, uh, are you seeing ways it can be distributed better? Is there waste in the system? I mean, is the Trump administration going to turn around with a better system, perhaps, uh, that gets the money directly to agencies like TEAM? Or, or are we talking about, I mean, another thing, the first comment we had this morning about this story was uh, a, a local reader said, it's not Meals on Wheels, it's the waste that goes on, goes on around it. Half the That's food right. is tossed out. They said that half the food on Meals on Wheels is tossed out. Do you see that kind of waste locally? 
No, not at all. Um, but I think the point is well taken as far as how do we analyze the use of the dollar, and, and in this example, tax dollars, um, how do we get our, our greatest return on investment in human capital? And so I do think there is an opportunity to have a conversation around the, the government use bureaucratic dollar versus the, the not-for-profit approach of how to use the dollar. You could even, if you brought it down to the state of Connecticut level, you know, when you look at a state budget, how do we analyze um, state-run initiatives versus not-for-profit initiatives? And I'm not talking about just running it on the cheap. I'm talking about getting effective, positive outcomes for individuals and families and communities by leveraging and harnessing local not-for-profits versus you know, using state-run uh, departments that are paying, you know, six figures for people to do case management uh, mm -hmm. versus, you know, so when you look at mental health services and developmental services and social services, how do we work with um, not-for-profits versus pouring it into state departments and federal initiatives? I think there is definitely a, a good area to explore and talk further on that issue. And then my last question, unless you want to add anything else or address areas that I haven't brought up, have you been in contact with any of uh, your representatives, either on the state or federal level, to uh, relay these concerns or get an idea from them what their sense of this is? Um, I, I have done some outreach and I've gotten some responses. I mean, there are, um, again, if you, if you look at the national scene, um, from Connecticut's standpoint, there is... Um, Definitely been some releases coming out from our federal delegation already, um, but then even when you look at the at the national scene, um, and again, even from both, uh, you know, my job is, is not to get political. It's it's mm -hmm. more to advocate in the best interests of every individual and family and the communities that team is is charged to serve and to strengthen. Um, but again, my my, what I want to be clear on is you, you will see people screaming from both. Democratic side as well as re, uh, Republican side. The reality is, despite everything pro President Trump promised, this is a very extremely radical right Washington insider budget, and it does not reflect the priorities that make America stronger. And I and it is a and I would say to you that that is in right in line with those who even voted for President Trump. That many of us today are scratching our heads when you think about um, the complexities of our communities and the needs of elderly children and families. All right, David Morgan, I want to thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes on St. Patrick's Day uh, to talk to us and uh, have a good day. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Gene. All right, bye bye. Okay, hey, it's me, Eugene, again, uh, recording this on St. Patrick's Day. It's 12:30 on a Friday, and before I close out, I just want to point out that there's actually a big fundraiser coming up for Team Inc. Uh, Saturday, April 29th. It's Men Who Cook, the 10th annual Men Who Cook. It's going to be held from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. at Warsaw Park, 119 Pulaski Highway, and Sonia. That's in Connecticut, in case you're not sure. Find out a lot more at teaminc.org. Team Inc dot org all right see you next week this is eugene goodbye